What's going on, people? It's your boy, Corey, and my man, uh, Mr. Kirk. What's up? And welcome back to Tomorrow Isle, people. What will you do tomorrow? What will you do today to achieve your creative dreams? I'm Corey. That's Kirk. And uh, Kirk, how will people find this fine audio content? Well, they can find us on pretty much all the major podcast apps. They can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We're on Anchor. We're on CastBox. We are on Overcast. And still still trying to work it out with uh, William Gates over there at the Sprouts to get on his Zoom. But we're coming uh. soon to Zoom. <laughs> for and, our Zoom. That's right. For, uh, partner over there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a nice guy. He runs one of the registers. You know, I'm just trying to do something, something good for him, give him something to listen to while he's at work. Um, well, absolutely. And if you want to connect with us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and, twi- and Twitter. I can do this today. And the tweeters. And the tweeters at the Corey tweeters. B. Talkin. That's C-O-R-E-Y-B-E-T-A-L-K-I-N. And if you'd like to email us, get in touch, send us some information, uh, about pineapple ripeness or more inquiries <laughs> and ideas about Corey's OnlyFans account, you yep. can find us at CoreyBTalkin, <laughs> spelled the traditional way, at gmail.com. Very nice. Thank you. I like that. Uh, I like that. I'm trying. And we got a special guest in the studio today. Yes, indeedy. One and only Matt. Is it Old D's? Old, old Geese? It's old guess and howdy. Thanks for having old me. Old guess, yeah. It's like it's like old I guess, but really fast. Oh, I like like, that. But like old guess is old the guess. easy way to remember it. It's like you're trying to say something really fancy, but then you trip a lot along the way, and, <laughs> yeah. then the, and that's how you say it. It's a lot more abrupt <laughs> than it looks. I like that. Old guess. Yeah, yeah. I do feel that sense that you just described. When I say it, I'm like, oh, man, I have such great intentions. And I just like second guess. I'm like, wait, what? Well, I'll say, I'll, <laughs> I'll say that it's it's there's nothing, uh, you know, natural about it. It was a German last name that then when when coming into America, they they changed it all around to, to make it feel a little more Americanized. Yeah. So. Right, right. So yeah. there it is. But yeah. but here I am. And thank you for having me. Yeah, Happy to be thank here. For, thank for being on. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. And uh, if people want to connect with you, where can they find you, Matt? So many, uh, many ways of looking me up. Since it's a rare last name, you can always find me on the Google. Mm-hmm. But I do have, um, I have a website, thehumancircuit.net. I also have um, a booking company, pull string events which you can find on all the social media um, pages so um, probably the best way to contact me would be um, to either message me at matt.oldegis and that's matt with one t that was my parents doing so <laughs> mat.oldiges at gmail.com um, but also at either pull string events or the human circuit at gmail.com um, so you can find uh, all of the stuff on socials there, but um, but yeah, a direct hello is always appreciated. So uh, don't be shy. Always feel free to reach directly out. Okay. Hell yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I like that. 
I likes it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, I feel I feel like we li- we've for a very long time lived in a world that you know, the digital thing was growing and it's like almost so much taken over that having like a phone call and being able to chat with somebody has become actually kind of a prized thing, you know, to actually get yeah. that amount of time. And, you you know, we're exposing ourselves to radiation, taking those calls too when, <laughs> these days. So, you know, it's a, it's a valuable thing to be able to like actually have a chat with somebody. So I always welcome it. And I feel like you, you just make leaps and bounds if you can actually have a, a conversation with somebody versus uh, emails, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was, uh, I got to catch up with a friend of mine uh, last night and it was, it was good, like you're saying, just to have that, that phone conversation. Cause I mean, you can, you can text somebody and you can shoot stupid memes and stuff back and forth. <laughs> but uh, especially with this guy, I mean, you got to, to truly in- experience Chuck uh, you gotta talk oh, to Chuck. Chuck. You, you mean, you know what I'm talking about, Corey? Like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a character. He is a character, and maybe a guest somewhere down the line, just for. Oh, definitely. I mean, just to get him on here to explain the one play, two play, three play, four play system <laughs> might be helpful. <laughs> I did like that quite a bit. <laughs> so I was like, "The hell are you talking about?" And I was like, "Yo, he's on to something." <laughs> <laughs> He is great, and he's welcome back here at any time. Yeah, eventually we'll... It's not my house, but I'll still invite people over. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I do. That's right. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Yeah, but uh, what are we we getting into today? Uh, We're going to get into, I mean, talking to Matt about he's formed a booking company. He's, you know, front man in a band. Like we yeah. got, we got a lot of things to dig into today. But I mean, oh, just yeah. a just a simple question to fire it off, Matt. Uh, what inspires you to create the stuff that you do? Um, you know, I think just finding a, a level of authenticity in life. I've felt that music is one of those things, and especially if you're being honest about your creations, that. Um, that was kind of a way to even find the subliminal messages that you maybe don't quite understand even about yourself or about the world yet. And you start kind of exploring those and trying to find a way to piece that into art. And, and in that process, you're, you know, you're kind of studying philosophy or experiencing philosophy or having to actually contemplate a thought a lot deeper than having just like thought about it or wrote it down in a diary it's like you're actually investing a lot of energy and time into an emotion or a feeling and so at first it was kind of just a place to put something and i spent a long time not really sharing music as much and kind of using it as a um just like a coping mechanism and and then i realized that um you know, it helped a lot of people and it made a lot of people excited and they'd come over and see a roommate or hang out and people would come in and be like, dude, what are you messing with? This is really cool. And, and eventually I ended up with bandmates that way. I was making stuff more like electronic with drum machines and sequencers and playing with them. And then all of a sudden I had like drummers and percussionists and trumpet players and stuff. And I just like, <laughs> I realized that, you know, there was something more to music and, and art and what it was is that community. So I think yeah. the biggest biggest motivator these days, initially it was a sense of just like having a place to compartmentalize and, and process emotions and kind of 
resolve certain things or at least put it somewhere rather than dealing with it. It was now like on a little piece of plastic that I could listen to later or store on a shelf. But, but ultimately I realized music's not enough as it is. Otherwise I'd stay home and play music and I wouldn't need anybody for it. I wouldn't even, you know, especially these days with like really awesome software. It's you know, and not even super awesome software, very affordable <laughs> stuff out there these days that you can produce great music with. And, and so it's, you know, I realized the community that was the biggest draw. It's you go out and you play these shows because you're looking for like-minded people and people that vibe something kind of similar and you want to get those folks together and introduce them to each other and grow that. And, and I think that, you know, even if people don't quite realize that, that's why they're doing it. You know, um, I think if, if they're being sincere and they're being honest and authentic to themselves, as far as putting themselves out in the world and art is so many things, you know, and, and so many different ways, things people wouldn't consider art, you know, if they're doing it because they're naturally compelled to do it and they're being creative with it and they're enjoying it, then, you know, they're being, they're making authentic art. So I think that it's been a big draw, but it really developed into community. And, you know, I think that's my biggest motivation now is how, how do we pull together a, happy and healthy and sustainable community and I have always seen music as a way to get all kinds of people together because their mm -hmm. music music doesn't like discriminate you know you can be a homeless person busking on the street or you could be like <laughs> a lawyer on your free time or you could be you know a professor bad religion I know those guys are all professors and stuff or a lot of them are professors too and so oh, damn. You know, it's, there's, there's, it doesn't really, you know, pick, Hey, this kind of person or this kind of person. So music's always been kind of the common denominator, I guess you could say, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I think, uh, there's a special kind of magic to a good show that for a while, I feel like I kind of lost, like, you know, as a teenager, we, my friends and I would go to shows and you have that time, it's a night out with with your friends, and you get to see, like, bands perform that you've, you know, growing up in western New York, we had a we had a pretty good music scene, but, like, some of the yeah. big the bigger bands are the bands from, you know, out west or, like, the middle of the country that weren't huge yet. It was hard to get them to, to come to Rochester, and, I, you know, I couldn't drive to Buffalo, which was a real hub for music, and then, obviously, you know, New York City was, like, eight hours away or five hours away, and my parents never let me go there by myself when I was in high school, but, you know, there, there was a special kind of togetherness at those shows, and that, for me, it kind of, as I got older, that sort of stuff went away a little bit, and then, I don't know if it was just the kind of music that I was listening to, but recently, in the last couple of years, like, I've been to some of my, my favorite shows ever, just kind of based on who I went with, but also just the performance. It created that that special vibe, like you were saying, that you know you suddenly feel connected to the people around you, and you feel connected yeah. to the people on stage, and it just becomes this sort of transformative experience. Like I don't know if you feel the same way, Corey, but that, sh that last show that we went to before oh, man. everything uh, went to went to crap. Um, we went and saw Dan Deacon at the, the Scoot. Awesome. Yeah. Did you dance yeah, your dude. ass off? Yes, we oh, did. Oh, man, we had a good time. <laughs> at, at, at the Scoot Inn and, like... Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's what it's called, the Scoot Inn. Yeah. Okay. We went that's to the... That's a great remember. place, too. Uh, it was just... It was so it's, much fun, because, like, at first, you know, I, I knew what I was in for, and I was you know, I was grooving a little bit, and then 
got Corey moving in and we even uh we're ready yeah. <laughs> we're ready to go through the, the tunnel of hands at the end <laughs> oh with hand God, sanitizer we on both ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were stoked and then they're just like they're like, Oh no, we're we're done. We're yeah. done with that. <laughs> we like, we waited too long, but I don't know, there that that show it was uh it was a special kind of magic, and I'm glad that we kind of went out on that. Yeah. But. Now, for sure. Um, yeah, it's like uh, growing up, like, music played a, played a very huge role in our in our lives and all that stuff. Um, it, uh, I, I remember, like, my dad collects comic books, and um, whenever we would go, there would be, like, reggae playing, like, on our way there and then on our way back home and all that stuff. And even like family parties, there'd be usually like reggae music kind of playing and all that stuff. Um, uh, eventually I got into like my own kind of music. My brother would put me onto music and we'd really bond in that way. And it was in college or so when I actually worked at um, a concert hall, Water Street Music Hall, um, that I was just like, oh, this is kind of dope. I get to like see shows for free, but also stop people from killing each other. <laughs> and um, so I had to like balance that out a little bit. But I got to see some pretty, um, some pretty, uh, uh, pretty good um, bands and all that stuff, and some not so good bands as well. So I was just like, you get that good music, that bad music, and um, a lot of people would ask me like, oh, well, what's your favorite this and that? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I just I like everything. They're like, ah, oh, you know, it's like only oh, that lame answer, but it's true. I got well, you know, yeah. There's good flavors in every yeah. genre, like in every kind of genre. There's something good in everything. It's just finding oh, yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. It was like it was like that, and so it was like one part of it is I have to be alert, and the other part was that oh, I'm I'm enjoying myself and all that. Like I know at a I was at a um, What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Damn, I can't, I can't remember. Uh, can't can't Ted, remember his Teddy name. Teddy Geiger. <laughs> no. Um, J. Cole. I was at a J. Cole concert. Uh, I worked like backstage and all that stuff. And like, I'm not going to lie. I danced a little bit like while I was also like trying to be like tough security guy. But I didn't really get to enjoy a performance or a show until I got here to Austin where I was like not working the door or working the floor or working the backstage. It was like, I actually got to be an audience member and like really enjoy myself with music and stuff. So yeah, but it does, it does bring people together. I started to realize that like, you know, there's total stranger next to you, but you guys are both kind of grooving. You're like, yeah, man, like, this is great. Like, you know what I mean? Like I love, I love that aspect of uh, music for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Uh, one of the other things that you said, sorry, um, that really kind of struck a chord with me is talking about how, like, processing a feeling or trying to kind of get at a truth as you're, as you're writing and exploring that and talking about, you know, philosophy a little bit. I found in the last couple of years that when I write something that starts with, like, a kernel of truth or, like, a kernel of a real emotion or something that I've experienced, no matter how I kind of layer it and turn it into something weird or kind of you know sci-fi or whatever those stories are always better than the things that are just you know uh pure kind of like fantastical creation and do you find that with with songs too like stuff that kind of comes from an emotional place or like a place of truth for yourself those are the, the ones that really like stick with you yeah and i think too they're the ones that continue 
to evolve and kind of change with me. So even something that, you know, some songs you write really fast and some songs take a while to actually figure out and finish processing that emotion. And sometimes it's just like a matter of waiting for that experience you started writing about to finish dishing out so you can like mm -hmm. kind of know where that song was going. And so, yeah, you know, I feel like, I feel like, you know, I think about bands that write like, say they only play punk songs and it's like always the same sort of fast running, like, like really energetic sort of thing, you know, versus like bands like Fugazi that had songs like I'm So Tired and it's like, and to be able to like have something that's really like calm and like and serene and then go into something that's really heavy, like you know that you're being authentic because you're processing all these different emotions. And so I think that when you're writing really authentic music, you're gonna have your best stuff. Anytime I've gone in to just write a song because I'm like, I'm just gonna write a song and it's not really based off of like like something I'm like experiencing. Like I have fun and I enjoy it, but generally it's not something I keep running with. It's not something I feel really connected to. And it doesn't mean it was a bad song. I feel like almost every song when I start writing has a moment where I'm like, Oh, is this just crap? Is this just like, this is a little cheesy, isn't it? Like, but you got to just keep rolling. And then once you like add that bass riff or whatever else, and you're like, oh, there it is. This isn't cheesy. This is tight. This is funky. <laughs> or like, you know, like then you get, then you get hooked and like, and that's, and that's kind of when you fall in love with it. But I do think authenticity is the main thing. I mean, if you're, if you're just doing it for somebody else's experience, you're really missing out on what you gain from even dabbling with it, like from even mm. get, getting involved in it. And so, yeah, I think all the best stuff that I've made has had a really deep connection with what's actually happening. And then to that, the deeper of a connection, the more it evolves in life. So it might mean one thing at you know one point in life, but then a few years later, I'm singing it like, and you know, I don't want to like, you know, pick a scab, but even using COVID as examples, it's like to sing a song called uh, How It Used To Be, the lyric is like, you know, the city's not how it used to be, but I, you know, I can get pretty close to something awesome with all of these like pieces still laid out in front of me. And so it's really like, although that's not, you know, the song wasn't written about that, but I sing that now and I'm like, wow, you know, like it's not the way it used to be, but like, and I don't know the recipe for what's, what's coming up, but I got all these parts and I can get a pretty close, you know, pretty close to that flavor if, if, if I'm, if I got all these pieces. So it's, you know, I think it evolves and it changes as long as it's authentic. You know, if I was just kicking something out because I was like, oh, hey, the masses are going to love this track, then I, then, you know, by the, by the time you can predict what the masses are going to love, you're like, you're kind of already like irrelevant in a way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're, I think authentic music is going to cut through, you know, and stick around. And I've always thought too, you know, it's, it's better to be like, uh, kind of a cult classic that's, that's endless and every single generation loves it and it sticks around than like a bestseller who like, you know, they pass through and then like a few months later, there's somebody else doing the same thing and it's done, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's like and too so much, like, too trendy. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is like people just trying to create something that sells. Like, you know, what sold last time, last month? What's going to sell next month? What's kind of like 
going to be ready. And, and instead of being like, well, what am I dealing with? Like, what kind of stuff do I keep bringing up in conversation that I just obviously can't get enough of? Because that's what I should be writing songs about. Right. Yeah. No, I like that, though. It's like, uh, you know, we talked about it time and time again on the podcast, either with ourselves or with our previous guests of like staying true to yourself in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm a very, very uh, uh, big uh, advocate for that. Um, I don't know if you heard of the episode of my um, my uh, big debut <laughs> at Zilker. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I was just like very much... Um, kind of like on my own <laughs> with that when it came to the stuff that I decided to uh, display. And there were a lot of other things that were beautiful and colorful and, you know, great work. I'm not saying it's not good work, but I never could see myself sitting down and saying, hey, I'm just going to make this thing that I know people are going to love. Um, I-, I create a lot from kind of just like my heart or my experiences or like a lot of like symbols um a little bit like what uh olivia reigns had talked about that kind of like soul energy (laughs) that you pour into uh whatever you're creating that that's that's usually how i create um but at the same time when you do need to get something out it's important to say hey i need to take a little bit of myself out of this and be able to produce something you're almost kind of performing in a way to you know demonstrate your skill and all that stuff but also it 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 relieves you from feeling drained or like not feeling that possible appreciation for what you do um which you shouldn't always seek it's just kind of like hey i've made this i don't need approval from other people if people like it they like it if they don't they don't um but you know you'll find some sort of fandom or fan base that you know surrounds around it but don't try to do it up front with like the intention of i need a lot of people to like what i do <laughs> you know so yeah no i i'll never forget i was at a show and uh that i'd put together even before i had a booking company it was just with the band i always like and that's how the booking company formed was from performing mm-hmm. and putting together shows and stuff and I remember someone saying to me, man, you do a really good job at these kind of things. And the reason is, is because you put your heart out there. And if you keep putting your heart out there, other people are going to want to put their heart out there too. So put your heart up on the stage, keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to find other people are going to come and do the same thing and put their heart out there with it too, knowing knowing that that's what's happening. And so... So I think, too, just knowing that we live in a world that if you're authentic and, and you're doing your part to, to you know, try to do the next right thing and best thing, that, you know, that's not a recipe for failure. No. Did you find, Matt, that that became easier once you kind of, the, the band kind of came together? Like, a lot of the stuff that Corey and I do you know, is sort of a solitary endeavor besides, you know, the the podcast. We run ideas by each other and stuff, but, like, the bulk of our work is done, you know, on our own. Did you find that, like, tapping into that that kind of creative space or just things became more fun once you were doing it with other people? Yeah, definitely it did. And and, and every, every time that I open up to another artist or try to collaborate with another artist, I only get more reassurance why 
I even do it in the first place. And even the band name, The Human Circuit, is really, mm. you know, based on that concept of the, you know, it's, I could, there's a lot of things I could do alone, and I know how to program drum machines, and I know how to turn it into a really cool-looking production to do by myself, but at the same time, like, that's not as fun. As soon as I open up to another artist, and as soon as we, like, are working together, and a lot of it's the experience too like like what happens after you create a really honest song that people care about is the fact you get to travel and you get to go to other shows and you get interviews and press and things that are interesting and fun and exciting and uh and not something you can just technically like pay for so i think i'm getting a little bit off uh track here but no um, but really, I I think I think as I started bringing in more people, it became easier. So long as those people, as as long as you're frank about what your goal is, like, so you have an idea, you have a little piece of brain tissue up there. Now it's not just like this. It's not just this obscure thing. It's actually a piece of flesh. It's a piece of tissue. And if you can actually explain to somebody what that piece of tissue looks like they can replicate it in their brain and then you can start showing people in the rest of the world with like you know in the flesh versions of it like examples and symbols of that to just re reassure them and and the more that i found people that were on deck with the big vision and the idea the easier it became to write too because like i could kick out a little idea that's like say I start a little drum beat that's kind of simple and I record it and then I'm just like recording a little bass synth idea that's super simple and and then I start like dropping a vocal thing I'm dancing around the room by myself listening to this thing of like of track by track that I've done but then I could like you know show that in practice and and I don't have to go way down I don't have to produce every level of it and show them exactly what it is I can say you know, hey, start doing this. Okay, well, don't do that. It's a little too much. Back it up a little bit. Okay, well, like, all right, and now instead of sustaining that note, be a little more staccato and then spin around in the circle. And I'd be like, all right, horns, <laughs> here we go. Like, horns, you're going to do, we're all going to, you're going to be, you know, the core note and then the third and then the fifth. And now here we go. We're going to, you know, here we go. We're bringing it up. Boom, cut. And I can like dance around while the rest of the band's just kind of loop in that part. And it became a lot easier to write the more people I brought in because then instead of having instead of having to like, you know, redefine and write out all these parts, I could just kind of speak it to people and we're already speaking the same language, you know, and besides the words, the music, you get mm. used to like gestures and symbols and like saying, All right, this next one, guys, this next one we're going to do it and they know exactly what you mean we're going to do it doesn't mean we're going into this other thing or that they know exactly like all right here's that part so yeah. i think the the more people especially if you can be clear about what your vision is you work with the better because you can't do it all alone you just can't no no yeah it's like there's there is really something truly to be valued with collaboration um because uh, you know going like back in school it's like oh we're gonna do a team uh project or it's gonna be like teamwork or whatever like that and everyone's just like fuck this shit man i don't want to work in a team and it's like at first it may not start that way but as you get older like high school and then like grad or college age it's just like man i want to do a goddamn group work because like, oh, they know they know that like there is that person that's gonna work hard as hell 
there's another person that's gonna like kind of support that, and then there's gonna be a bunch of like slackers or like people that are just like, hey, I just want to kind of coast you know along what I, on this shit. <laughs> you know, even I think a lot about that, and I think that a lot of that mentality comes from living in a world where in order for one person to win, everybody else has to lose. You know, when you start playing. Mm go fish or war uno like you have one winner and everybody lo- else is a loser you know and then and so Monopoly. like yeah in, in, <laughs> in every single game you can imagine it's like and that's capitalism at its finest and there's a, there's absolutely nothing wrong with capital and creating gains like especially in a sustainable way but you know i think that's a really horrible thing that we've really lost because of some of these things we've lost the ability to say hey, look, we're all going to have to make a little bit of a sacrifice. It's more of a mm-hmm. refining, refine, refine, refine. But by this small sacrifice, we're all going to have incredible gains. Like, yeah. And so I think that that's a big thing that we lost is that, you know, in another scab, not to talk about elections, imagine, you know, you put them, if, if we're so split 50-50 in a way, then maybe you put them both in office and you make them both have to bicker and battle and fight and get other people involved and, 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 and do that kind of stuff. And I mean, that's a far out idea, but other, other, country, <laughs> other, other countries do that kind of stuff. But yeah. I think too, that if that's the way it was, you wouldn't have the two candidates we have because they'd have to be two people that are willing to get along and negotiate and make sacrifices and work things out. And so yeah. I think, you know, I think a lot of the, like you're talking about, that like we develop very much this idea of oh it's much easier to work by myself because you know as soon as you're the loser and you realize only one out of five of these people or four of these people are going to be a winner if you keep getting subjected to being the loser in these games you're going to say well it's more likely that i'm just going to be the loser so like why even play or why even uh get you know get excited about it and like if that's the way capital if that's like you know very metaphorical for capitalism and the way that we're doing capitalism in america i think that that's why you find a lot of people less you know a lot more lazy people and a lot more people less interested in being involved and that's because we live in a world where they're you know they're not if they're not going to be the the winner then they're all going to be losers yeah and unfortunately yeah. that's not the way it is it truly is it like we can all win like you don't have to be like i can run a booking company and i can be an open book and i am to so many people to say here's this that i know here's that that i know don't go to that printing company because you can go to this other one and save some bucks and it's local and whatever you know like mm-hmm. it's it's uh i just feel like uh you have to anytime you think of competition you have to think collaboration because even even though there's going to be a little bit of a sacrifice where the venn diagram lines up that acute little part of the circle is like a really high pressure point so i think yeah and i think i know you go finish up yeah i just think basically you know we really need to as much as we can think about collaboration and even though i'm like dang it does make it more of a headache you know having a band and having so many heads involved and we even play shows sometimes in austin with like 12 people on stage and it's like even though that can be more (laughs) challenging and i have to be more organized in doing so it makes something a lot more exciting and a lot better in my opinion yeah no for sure i think um 
yeah, like I said before, there is something to be valued in collaboration once you realize that I've been doing this alone for so long. You know, even if you have such, you know, amazing talent and all that stuff, I mean, like, Matt, the way you were saying that you started out, it's like, all right, I'd make these things. I do a lot of, like, the, the kind of synthesized type of uh, instruments. But once you get those people in, that you know, someone that can play the trumpet or somebody that can, uh, you know, do the drums and all that stuff or whatever, you start to realize, like, oh, I can get a lot more done with having a lot more heads together and just, like, having a human you know, flesh person in front of me that's saying, oh, well, I was thinking we could maybe do this. And it's just like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. And it ends up creating, like, a sound that you weren't expecting. So it's good that I think creative people get together and make something. I mean, you can still make stuff on your own. Like, you know, anybody can make stuff on their own. But mm -hmm. if you want to get more done or if you want to, like, really push yourself, having someone else there that, you know is relying on you or you're relying on them a little bit um not in a negative sense but more in of a hey let's get let's let's make something together kind of sense is yeah, uh like something to be treasured yeah, yeah 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 and i think you really hit on like the spirit of what we're trying to do with this show and what we're trying to do with the, the network like i mean yeah Corey could continue doing his his art and stuff on his own and it you know, run his it would never be 17 seen. different Instagram <laughs> accounts and I could be doing, you know, releasing my stories on my website and trying to self-publish and all that stuff. But once you kind of abandon that idea that, yeah, like if I make it or if somebody else makes it, I can't ever make it. And then you start to mm. work with people. It, it, that's, that's what we're trying to do. Like we're Corey and I, you know, we're not the, the sharpest knives in the drawer. No. So we're trying to figure it out, but what we want to do, you know, while we're figuring out, we want to give other people the, the, the tools and the, the kind of the pathway. So maybe they won't stumble as much as we did. And I mean, I really, I re sincerely appreciate you coming on Matt, because I mean, I think you really, with that, with that, uh, quote about, you know, when you think competition instead, think collaboration. I think you really got to the heart of what we're trying to do. And I, I'm thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I, oh. yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I've definitely, I, I've struggled with that. I mean, I think everybody does, but again, it's like every time I collaborate, I get reassurance, and, and you know, and and we have so much overlap that it just it doesn't make okay i guess a good metaphor is when i was in school like i would be taking two different classes and if i had a paper i had to write in two different classes then i would try to pick something that was as similar as possible that maybe i could read the same reference like you know reference the same article and then even though i'm taking a different quote and a different sort of thing out of it that at least i wasn't having to add another step and so it doesn't make sense, you know, or like, I guess a, I didn't make this one up, but not everybody in the symphony is playing the same instrument or the same part. And if mm -hmm. we were, it would sound horrible if we were all playing the snare drum. Just imagine, like, <laughs> we're playing at the exact same moment, and now you got a symphony of, like, 20 people playing the snare drum. Like, sure, There's drum noise. lines are cool, but, you know, but it's not going to be nearly as good as if you, you know, spread those notes out to some different instruments and really, you know, get get a little dynamic with it so right uh, and, and so we all have to 
find, you know, what sort of strengths do I have and, and not feel limited by it because you can always gain more strengths, but, you know, find where, where you can kind of like trade and grow those things and find symbiosis, you know, and, and, and I think symbiosis is, is a really important thing because if, if you are living on a creature, then the last thing you want is that creature to die. So anything that you can do to keep that creature healthy and happy is is the greatest, you know, to avoid that parasitic relationship that eventually you're going to kill your host. Like, that's not, like, I like that you guys invited me, and I'd hate that at the end of this you guys were dead. I would much rather think that oh, no. by teaming up, we've we've, by working together, we've actually all been able to help each other out and be in a little bit better position than we were before yeah, you know? yeah i'd hate and that I, too <laughs> you know and i think yeah and i think and i think in in an overly capitalistic society we we look more of it like you know somebody's going to gain and somebody's going to lose but in in a very mutual symbiotic situation like this that we're you know our our feelings are that we think highly of each other and we would want each other to do better after all of this and yeah. because of all yeah. of this. So. Hell yeah. That was a thing. I think it was uh, the comedian Ari Shafir pointed this out. And it's similar to that, the, your, what you said about competition and collaboration. And he says that, uh, I mean, he was victim to it and lots of comedians are. And it's something that he tells younger comedians. He's like, just because your friend or somebody, even another comedian that you don't like, has some success, that doesn't mean you have less of a chance you it should inspire you to work harder because you know not everybody is going to love what you create but not everybody's going to love what your friend who just got some success is creating either like you need to you find mm-hmm. your your niche you find what you're like you're saying what you're good at where your strengths are and that's your path to success like if you're going to spend time worrying about what other people are getting and well oh, i'm not getting this because x like that's energy wasted that you could be putting into your craft to be more successful and I, I really think abandoning that idea that you know for if for me like somebody else publishes a book um like my friend chuck he published he self-published his first novel and he's like in the last year he's written a novel he's almost uh done revising his second novel i've been writing on and off you know since for probably five, six years, and I've never completed a novel, and there was a moment, I'll be honest, where I was like, god damn, man, like, he just started doing this, and he's already way ahead of me, and then I was like, wait a minute, like, just because he released something doesn't mean I can't release something, and it inspired me to, like, really dig in, and like, okay, like, Chuck did this, he's only, he's only been working on his writing for a year, I can definitely do this, it's not like a knock on him or anything, but it's like, damn, man, like, yeah, I need to I need to buckle down and get it done, and then I can do these things too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, oh, oh, my bad. Yeah, no, you go. No, on, Corey. I know. No, I, I'm, I'm messing up. I I really do think, um, you know, that that's a big part of community too. And like when I was younger, they would always say like skate with somebody way better than you because it just kind of gives you a little bit of a light in the dark like all right well hey i'm not that far away from this you know uh i think that's kind of a big big thing is about working together and we always have something to gain from someone like you know i really feel like 
young kids have have an energy and a and a, a lighthearted thing that we'll just you know we lose sight of and they're good reminders of and even if you think that you've learned a lesson sometimes it's good to go back over and refresh it and they give good opportunities for that and then older people have all these lessons and we do need to be like you know teaming up as much as we can um i think that's i think that's like and i do think too you know i'm a nurse also and i've i've spent time with people uh with death and dying and i and i think one of the big things that people realize at the end of their life is not as much of what they have accomplished but how they've affected people and and how they've interacted with people and it hasn't been a good experience or a bad experience and so you know i want peace and serenity at the end of all of this and if i can do a little bit to make the world around me a little bit better then so like so your friend who created this book that maybe made you be like dang i wish i would have done that well he's creating a market right now of people that want to read books and people that like reading those books and guess what he's your friend so that's awesome because if he gets a bunch of fans and he gets a lot of stuff then later like that's an easy little shout out say hey look my buddy created this thing and you can do the same for him and be like helping grow that network of people that like it and you know i try to tell bands too like hey you know maybe i didn't book you for this show and you were like maybe we're a good fit but there was a better fit and if we do a really good job then we're going to have more people coming out to shows instead of watching Netflix and they're going to come out more regularly <laughs> and then when it's your time to shine you're going to have more people there than there would have been there in the first place like it's a matter of that like we said with a comedian like there's timing with everything there's a we'll all get our time to shine and if we're all working on like a healthy soil and creating a a good environment then when it is our time to shine it's going to be glorious you know yeah yeah sure. i think um i'm oh, sorry um yeah and just like kind of piggybacking off of that like it's, it's a lot of like just paying it forward mm-hmm. um which i've had some people in my life have done uh whether it be with my art or just like other aspects of my life um um where it's just like hey they didn't have to do that but they decided to and it makes for a nice story because you can say hey this person you know showed me the way they were able to um quick example i had uh i have a recurve bow and uh, i used to you know do a little bit of target shooting and all that stuff and um i was shooting one day at the at the range and this guy had come up he also had a recurve bow and um he was like looking at my gear and he's just like whoa, whoa, whoa you're using the wrong arrows and i'm like huh he's like you're using the wrong arrows you got arrows for uh, a compound bow you know it doesn't have as much flex as you would need for a recurve bow and you're gonna need you know proper fletching and all that stuff and like showed me how to shoot showed me how to like really fully uh use the the capability of the bow and all that stuff and i'm like man this guy's great uh i didn't end up seeing him like again uh after after that and all that stuff at the range, but you know, I got different arrows, I got different fletching and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh man, like I'm shooting a lot better and it's, you know, getting the results that I want. And uh, recently, um, opposite of that, unfortunately, I had, uh, I was following this person on uh, Instagram that had been using like uh, markers that I've just got turned on to. And I really liked their stuff, really liked their style. And uh, they had like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of followers, but very few people that they followed. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. 
Um, but I was admiring the work and asked about like a um, certain marker they were using or what kind of uh, marker they were using for like skin tone or whatever like that. And I'll say this, they at least liked the comment, but they didn't say anything after that. <laughs> like, Aww. even still, like, it's like nothing after that. And it's like, I'm a grown man. I'm not, oh my God, I'm so hurt by this. But I get to now bring you guys two examples of one person who decided to pay it forward, another person that just didn't. And I don't have a positive story to tell about this person. <laughs> I think they have great work, but, you know, if you have a fan or somebody that's admiring what you're doing or, you know, could possibly be up there with you doing, um, you know, putting their work out there, feeling confident about in their ability, you know, for you just not to even, you know, you give them enough to the time of the day to say you, you like it, but not so much of like, oh, I'm using this kind of marker or whatever like that. It really just shows like kind of the kind of character that you're, you're dealing with there at the end of the day. Um, and it's like, it just would be just like a, such a simple thing to do. And I think um, with what Kirk and I are doing with the show is saying, hey, you know, we, we have talent between the two of us. We do have skill between the two of us, but we're not like, you know, up there with thousands or millions of followers, but we're at least trying to say, hey, we're two normal dudes, down to earth dudes. Um, we're going to try and help you guys not make the same mistakes that we have made. And so we can all be, you know, raised up. Like, I don't know if this person was afraid that, like, oh, if I tell him all my marker secrets, he's going to do exact work that I do. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not inside your head. I'm not, I don't have your experiences. I can't make what you make. <laughs> you know, it's like, just like if I had told people, well, I use Strathmore gray paper and uh, mechanical pencils, and that's how I make my images. Like, they're not going to all of a sudden be able to make the exact same thing I'm making and, you know, put me put me out of work or anything like that it's, i don't know it's just such a simple thing and it's such a just a kind thing for somebody to take time out of their day to raise someone else up you know and it comes it comes back to i mean and it, it people don't forget that stuff and and they appreciate that stuff and it generally comes back around and and i think too like i've definitely had some great ideas swiped out from under me and one of them ended up in Rolling Stone as like the best South by music venue. And I was like, great, awesome. We were talking about doing this after the South by stuff, like yeah. way to leave me out sort of thing. But, you know, ultimately, if you came up with a really great idea, it's not your first one and it's not going to be your last one. It's just mm -hmm. naturally that this is something you're into and you can have good ideas. There's going to be more so. You know, there's going to be jerks out there and they're like, you know, they're out there and it happens. And so look out for some people. But overall, most people you can share your ideas and share your connections and stuff with. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to do the same thing. They're going to say, hey, I just found out this cool thing. If you do this, you make twice as many ticket sales. If you exclude yep. this, then, you you know, you have twice as many people there. Why would, you know, why would that hurt? hurt you you know okay well maybe you have a show next door well guess how many people are sitting home watching netflix doing something completely unrelated to music like many can you netflix. get them can you get can you get oh I, you know we there's a time and a place but you know what i mean it's like there's there's a I bunch you, of there's a bunch of people out there that are defaulting to like regular programming and all you have to do is convince them why to come out to this one but not only that that 
why they should come out to the next one if they had a good time, you know? And so, yeah. you know, and I think too, like, you know, and I, and don't get me wrong, I appreciate Netflix and things like that too, because <laughs> like we got, we need access to, to media, to content, to, to all of that stuff. And, and I, I do appreciate it, you know, but at, at the same time, like stubs could be packed out and Mohawk could be packed out and there's still going to be, millions of people like hanging out watching netflix all over the world like having a good old time maybe not millions but there's gonna you know they'll they'll be there and so yeah yeah so if we if we can get them to stop doing that as much and not be as invested in that then they'll be invested in shows and then the next thing you know it's going to be a bunch of shows on netflix because that's what people are into yeah so i mean we all gotta we do gotta work together and and you're not going to do it alone, like we've been saying. And it does take sharing some of what you got. And honestly, like, you know, a, just a couple of days ago, someone called me up and they're like, hey, what do I need to do to, like, kind of get some DIY space going? How do I get a business started? How do I get investors involved? And I'm like, look, let me give you what I got. Because here's the thing, if they can help grow the scene and grow stuff up and get into a good spot like they're not going to be able to handle it all on their own so they take off and they're doing better than me who do you think they're going to hit up again when they need consulting and they need help with stuff or they just need someone to take on a sector of their things like yeah. like it's going to be me it's going to be the person that was nice it's not going to be the person that was snide and didn't reply to their comment and was like oh well now that you're big i'll reply to your comment boom or whatever right. like right, now right. i'll give you the time of day it was the people that were like hey you know what i'll give you the time of day like maybe you're beginning, maybe you're advanced and you're just trying to get an inside piece of my mind and you're going to try to use that against me later like some capitalistic thing. Well, I thought of it first, which means I'm already a step ahead. I've already yeah. got another thought. I've already got another thing to be able to do something more or something again. And, and that's like, you know, I think a really important thing to think about is like you are the pro of your life nobody else <laughs> is going to be as professional at being you as you and and you have to be comfortable with saying that and and knowing that if you came up with one good song like that doesn't mean that's it like you have it in you to come up with another now if you stole someone's song that's different and you might have to find another song to steal because you might not have it in you to actually kick out a good song right. right but if you know that this is your thing you can think of good events you can think of good songs and you're a pro at that then that's gonna be you know your thing and if someone tries to like get a step ahead of you by stealing what you got they're already a step behind right right so you just got to always remember that, that like no matter what you share, you're already a step ahead because in order for someone to, you know, to be told that they, they to learn from that, they didn't know it before. And you've and you right. thought that who knows how long ago, you know, a yeah. year or two ago. Right. Yeah. Kind of like on, that. on that note. What's the what's the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Oh man, the worst piece of advice. Oh, hmm. Oh wow, I just got flooded with a lot of bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we forget sometimes that that uh, that a lot. Hearing a lot of bad advice can be just as inspirational as good advice. Um, 
Which one, Max though? Max for damn sure. I mean, you can share a couple. That's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think one really bad advice I heard from somebody was, um, oh, forgive me for talking finances, but really uh, they said, you know, don't LLC and don't worry about getting legitimized until you're making like 40000 or 50000 or something like that. And and I always, I always thought, you know, well, if I'm really serious and eventually I'll be there and I should just go ahead and do it. And so a long time I like waited and waited and waited and waited and waited to get that. And I spent many years having to pay taxes on shows we were making and trying to write and dig through a bunch of stuff to write stuff off. But I think, you know, that's horrible advice. I think really, I think if you're serious about something, then you need to be all in or you need to get onto something you can be all in about. And so if you're serious about starting something and making it into something big and beautiful, then, then do all the things that you can do to do that with. And I think one of the first things is like, yeah, LLC or like get, get legitimized so you can open a bank and get a bank account and keep all of that stuff separated. Like there's no reason you should be trying to run it as like a hobby and like you can be writing off all these expenses and stuff if you just get serious about it right away. Like if you, if you got a name for it and you're up and you're moving and you're doing stuff, then like, you know, yeah, get rid of some of the liability that comes with it, but mostly take advantage of the fact that like, you know, there's a lot of benefits that come from being legitimized. And, and I think that you give yourself a really good push if you don't wait on that. And I, I hated thinking about going to a bank and, and or like getting an EIN and stuff like that it just seemed like such a nightmare, but ultimately it was super easy. And like, all the people that, and a lot of people told me, oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that yet. Oh, until you're making a lot of money, it's not necessary. But like, if you're committed to your dream, then like build it up and like figure out what it takes and learn it from the ground up and be documenting that stuff all along the way. Like, don't wait until one day you're like, oh, I'm getting bothered by people because they want my money. And now I got to actually go back and situate it. Like, yeah, sure. At that point, you probably are doing well, but still like you got to be right yeah i wouldn't hesitate on that stuff so worst advice i got was to just tune that stuff out i think uh as they're like you know keep try to try to keep it off the book and keeping stuff off the books that's horrible like like even if you've spent more than you've made you want to show somebody what you invested in something because eventually maybe you'll be making a lot more than you invested, but you still, when you sell, you want to be able to say, well, I also invested this much. You don't want to say, well, here's all the profits I'm making. What am I going to sell it for? Like you want to make sure you actually get a return on it. Right. So, yeah. so I think starting right away, if you have an idea and you're like, Hey guys, I'm going to be serious about this. That's like one of the very next steps is like, go ahead and get legitimized and get a bank account and don't put any of your personal stuff on there. And then don't use any of your business stuff on your personal account. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like that. For sure. I like it a lot. Yeah, so I think that was a big mistake. I waited a long time because I like I read books from like reputable people and I've like looked at blogs and I've listened to people say and and I really wish that I had just all along been 
smart about getting that rolling because it wasn't even until just a couple of years ago that we legitimized everything and and it wasn't until last year that I actually was able to make money back from expenses and stuff so but I wish I would have started that way early and not been so overwhelmed because it would be way less overwhelming if you start early right yeah all right Corey we gotta get our poop in a group yes that's wait what (laughs) I have not heard that phrase before that might be a, I think that's a Jim Dustman original. You know, it's instead like of that. saying getting our shit together, it's something oh, you can yeah. say get in front of a bunch of third graders that group. we got to get our poop in a group. Oh, and they'll okay. dig it. No, I like that. Oh, I they like do. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, me. because, yeah, it, it, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're even like thinking in that way, then why not just go all in on it, mm-hmm. you know, or else you're just going to keep treating it like it's this little thing that you do on the side. Um, you know, it's hard if you're like, oh, I don't have a lot of money or whatever like that to do all those things. But, you know, scrape it together, I guess. Do whatever you right. need to do. Because are you going to are you gonna keep being like, I don't know. Or are you going to, you know, keep maybe doing something that you don't want to do. And uh, always think of, oh, well, I don't know. It's always going to be that, well, I don't know. And not like, this is what I'm doing. You know, this is what I get up in the morning to do. Right. Um, so I like that, though. Yeah. It's like, just go all in. Just go all in if you're going all in. What, what you were saying, Matt, it makes me think of, um, there's a Bobcat Goldthwait, uh thing that he said that I really liked. And uh, he was saying, you know, if you have a job and you hate it, keep quitting things until you find something you can't quit. And Ooh. it's one of those things like, nice. I like saying I like, I like saying that, and but sometimes you kind of like, there's sort of a negative connotation to that because it's, you know, find something you can't quit because you love it or find something you can't quit because you're stuck. But I like the way that you <laughs> said it. Like, if you're not all in on something, get on to something that you're all in on because that's, I mean, why, why fuck around when, you know, there are things that you're more passionate about, things that you really want to do with your life. My, my cousin told me, and he's told a lot of people this, that life is too damn short and too damn long to be unhappy. And I yep. think, again, like, you, you've you gotten to the heart of that with what you said about, like, get on to something that you want to throw everything behind. Yeah, I, sorry, I, I really like that. No, that's that's boss. I like that shit. Yeah, I, I had a friend uh, who is, is doing well working for, like, Elijah Wood Spectrovision and went to school for film and... Um, I'll never forget because he was in all the like advanced classes when we were in high school together. Him telling his mom like that he was thinking about doing, I think it was accounting or something as like a backup plan. And she was like, Hey, are you sure you want a backup plan? Because if you have that, you might fall into it instead of like Mm. just being completely committed to what you're doing. And now that comes from almost a very like, I very, it's very respectable, but also too like, not everybody's in a position to be able to commit like that. And so I always like to keep that spirit, but at the same time think, you know, if say I'm making a certain amount of cash, there's somebody out there who's like my friend who's not making any money who could be doing something for half of what I'm making on another job. And at least then maybe I'm not, they're not doing it the exact same way, but while I'm working that other job, someone else can be picking up at half that some of this other thing or maybe they're really say i really hate doing uh which isn't the case but like web design or something like that that 
Like sure. if, if I don't have time for that or I really don't like that, guess what? There's someone out there that is like in the network that believes in what we're doing that also just really needs an opportunity to do that. And there's a lot of people that just want them to do that for free. Well, if I can go to work and make a certain amount of money doing one thing, then I can also pay them to take care of the thing I don't like or that I don't enjoy. And instead of beating myself up for not doing it or doing a crappy job at it, now like someone can take that on, which then buys me up free time to invest in some of the other things about the same, you know, big goal that I do love and that I do appreciate. Right. Plus yeah. you're, so, you're building your community too in the process. Oh, yeah. So I think, so it's, you know, it's hard to be, you know, you want that spirit of being all in, but two, you also want to be able to say in order to complete something like I want my yard to look nice, but that also means I got to mow it, you know, <laughs> or it, you got so sad when you said that, you know, but if I, but if I don't want to mow it, then I could find something else to do in the meantime that affords somebody else mowing it. So that then I could still go out there and get more time to work in the garden and do some of the other things in the lawn that still takes care of the big picture, you know. Yeah. And so, and so, in it, someone's dream today to be able to wake up and go out and be able to like make some good bucks doing something that that to them they enjoy and that isn't that bad. And whether that be you know mowing my lawn or my so my social media posts, scheduled posts for the events, or listing things on calendar listings or. Uh, you know, reaching out to all the bands to send them all the same email so they have all the information that they need for the upcoming show. Like, you know, it's stuff that, like, I know it needs to be done, and if I spent all my time trying to be that person, I wouldn't get anything at all done. And so ultimately, you again, with you can't do it alone, you got to learn how to contract out, and you got to learn how to say, you know... by freeing up this spot on my shelf, I can potentially be doing something else that takes care of still a big pic- the big picture and, and get some other things taking, like all done at the same time. And you might still have to come back and say, damn it, I should have just done this myself. But ultimately, you weren't going to do it yourself. And even yeah. though it got done a little bit different than you would do it, you still have to take into account the whole reason someone was doing that is because you recognize that you can't, you know, be on the road touring with your band and have the most beautiful garden unless you can find a way to be on the road and have someone else taking care of your garden. Right. Yeah. So Damn, you're it, dropping some knowledge today. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, and that's the big thing is like realizing like you have you have to be able to contract some stuff out and you have to be able to share the load and you have to find the people that want to do that. Like, I'm sure as hell not going to pay my artists to write up contracts for the bands. And I'm not going to make the person who's writing contracts for the bands drop a poster for a show because those are two different <laughs> things and it's going to take like five or six hours. I mean, I could change my own oil in my car, but ideally I'd rather like pull up and they can do it in like 20 minutes or 30 minutes while I'm sitting in my car and I can knock out a few emails that ultimately pays for the for the oil change you know mm-hmm. yeah hell yeah yeah damn, damn. yeah you got it all figured out <laughs> oh not at all of it that's for sure not all of it no don't tell them they don't know that <laughs> <laughs> that's okay man it's okay to admit that you don't know stuff Oh, yeah, but it's always, it it's all, you know, it's, it's always evolving. And so, mm-hmm. 
you know, if you got it all figured out, you might as well hang up the phone and be done. You know, it's yeah. it's 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 the fun of it. You know, it's the art of saying, you know, nobody knows and it's always changing. So we get to be creative and try something maybe other people didn't try and it might be successful. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I got nothing. Yeah, I mean, that was just like everything I need to know. Well, not everything I need to know, but like it's a good, it's a damn good start, though. Yeah, you know, man, that's it's some serious foundation work that you've you've done for us and for our listeners. I mean, I can't express how much I appreciate it, and you've you've definitely given me a lot of things to think about. Most yeah, definitely. no, this yeah, a deep some deep talk for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, I got nothing, man. That's that's. I think. Well, no, we got something. I think uh, oh. Matt's the king of the podcast. Oh, I know that. I was going <laughs> to say it too, but like... <laughs> I've been known that, man. I was like just sitting here, like, wow. I mean, uh, you might get two crowns. I don't know. Like, shit. <laughs> get a crown and an ermine coat. You know what Ooh. I mean? I mean, I'm not about like you know killing animals to wear them as you know things but like you know, you, you might get yourself a faux ermine coat <laughs> just as nice a nice technicolor dream coat just as sim- symbolic you know what i mean well, yeah 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 well we can we can share it i got an open closet all right nice i'd like one <laughs> we, we, can pa- we can pass the crown around here and there because we always we always got a you know, a moment. No, none of us could have done this without the others. So that's right. This is true. I like that. That universal balance and damn, I can't even say nothing intelligent right now because he done killed it right now. I'm yeah. so happy. This was an amazing interview. Yeah, thanks. Man. I'm calling it. Thanks, I'm calling guys. It. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is awesome. Yeah, I guess I guess in that case, like if you want to get in touch with uh, with Matt, you can email him at polestringevents at gmail dot com. You can also find uh, get in contact with him at uh, the humans. Uh, is it human circuit or the human circuit at gmail? The human circuit at gmail dot com. Yep, and you guys have a new Hell EP yeah. out called Tarnation that I was listening to today. That we're gonna uh, drop a track in at the end of this podcast so you know after we we say our goodbyes and everything stick around to hear some badass music oh yeah 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 if you uh want to get in contact with us you can find us on instagram and twitter at cory b talkin that's c-o-r-e-y-b-e-t-a-l-k-i-n and you can also find us uh you can email us at cory b talkin at gmail.com mm-hmm. but uh you know i mean i i almost feel like I shouldn't say anything at the end here. Matt's Matt's put things a lot more eloquently than yeah. I can, but you know, I, I just want to court that cease and desist from Disney. So I mean, just guys, you know, remember that we're we're pulling for you. We're we're all in this together. And uh, hell yeah, come on, there. The struggle is real. It's a Buffalo, music, Buffalo music podcast. podcast. <laughs> but you know, I never miss out on that. No, but. Thank you again, Matt, for coming on. Seriously, this yeah, has been guys, a really thanks. cool yeah. conversation. That's yeah, been great. And and more to come for sure. Oh we'll yeah. Definite, oh, definitely yeah. get a lot of this uh off air as well. For yes. Sure. Anytime yeah. that you want to come on, you're welcome. And yeah, we definitely need to hang out soon. Yeah, yeah we do. Please. Alright. Yeah. Alright, guys. Well, that's our show. 
<laughs> we'll see you next time. Yep, and stick around for some awesome music. Yes, do Woo! that. All right. There was something about the way that you were feeling the night you were half asleep, but the most alive you started counting them sheep until the wolves arrived. But it was time to eat. It's looking like there's gonna be a fight. Just when you started thinking everything was safe, that's when the pendulum swings the other way. Since my Tugging them sheets up to conceal your eyes But now you've got cold feet It's time to find a better place to hide Just when you started thinking everything was